You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Our webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can listen to episodes or join in the off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme music is Better Nation by Curious Hands, which can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Submit and vote for stories at whatstherumpus.reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hanna. Colin Neese. I am Charles Thomas. He's so excited to be here tonight. So I, I saw on Reddit one of the one of my favorite subreddits is Today I Learned. And yesterday I saw one that was Today I Learned that if you watch any of the Terminator movies, you never actually see Arnold Schwarzenegger blink. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's pretty interesting. Pretty intense. Yeah. Could you imagine? The editor must have fucking hated making that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if they're doing doing a take with him and he accidentally blinked? It's like, whoops, we got to start over again. Yeah. Smash cut to uh, what's her name, Linda Hamilton. Yep. It's like anytime there's a quick smash cut, it's just because the, uh, Arnold was blinking. <laughs> it's like he sits there for for a minute and he's just like. And then they, they cut to somebody else, and the rest of that scene is him doing this. <laughs> God damn it. I want to blink. Like, the inside of those glasses had, like, like misters, so they, his <laughs> eyes could... Just uh, constant could... stream of clearasil. <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably thinking, I need these for when I'm smoking weed. All right. Uh, first story, finally... <laughs> Uh, a company called uh, Suidobashi Heavy Industries has created a mobile suit called uh, the uh, Kuratas, which is basically a giant robot uh, uh, suit, kind of like the thing that Ripley wears in Aliens. And uh, so it's this big-ass diesel-powered thing that you can get uh, when you buy it for the, the low, low price of $1.35 million. Um, you can get custom... Uh, paint jobs done on it. Uh, it also comes with uh, uh, other options like faux leather interior, a cup holder, uh, and a phone cubby. Uh, it also has the ability to allow you to make direct phone calls from within the cockpit. Cockpit. <laughs> and uh, are there is there a better link somewhere? Because I just got a four hundred four when I tried to go to the one in the show notes. Yeah, I it, I, it did that to me too, oh, but then no, I really no, it worked. It. Yeah, for some reason it it just it either works or it doesn't. <laughs> Hit or miss. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Was That's, that somebody's ringtone? Yup. Jar. The old, <laughs> I had it. I had it for so long at work because every single time my phone would go off, Ryder the rest of the day would just be sitting at his desk and then randomly, boom, doom, doom. Every awesome. single time. Oh man! I so I finally realized why I love uh, Andy from uh, Parks and Rec today. It's because he's Ryder. <laughs> I was watching it. I was watching it, and they're they're in the car, and they're like, "Hey, can we swing back by our house? I forgot my jacket and something else and a sock. Also, I have to poop, but we could do that anywhere." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyways, this thing is pretty awesome, but totally not utilitarian at all. It's four and a half tons. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the other cool thing is that it has a Kinect-based uh, a UI system. So, like, you're sitting in the co- cockpit, and you can just wave your hands around like this, and it does stuff. That's neat. 
I guess. Yeah. Also, it has uh, uh, twin uh, BB uh, Gatling guns. You can actually shoot people with it, which is kind of cool. But That's you don't, awesome. like, hurt them so they don't die and then stuff. This reminds me of Starship Troopers 3. They made a 3? They I did. They talked about they this. They made a 2? Oh, yeah. The 2 was two was not great. 3 was I made, just... No, I don't believe you. I made a number 2 this morning. <laughs> I bet it was better than that number 2. <laughs> No, that was how they got their gratuitous uh, sex and nudity in the movie. Because it's like, oh, you need to stand naked so we can do a body scan. <laughs> the movie was pretty awesome, not going to lie. Define awesome. Spoiler alert. I don't think you understand the meaning of that word. See, see you have to remember, like my one of the movies in my top five is Snakes on a Plane. Wow. I don't think you know what a good movie is. <laughs> I have two variations of good. Is, wow, I can't believe I watched this. Oh my god, I burned two hours of my life, but it was worth it. (laughs) Speaking of that, I still need to watch Birdemic. You need to watch what? We watched, when I went went down to uh, Indiana last year, I showed you the trailer. Like, the killer attack birds or whatever. Oh, yeah! (laughs) That movie sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. Not as... Rubber is also another one. Like a killer tire rolling around. (laughs) That telekinetically kills people? Yes! (laughs) All right. Next story. Uh, God damn it. Firefox crashed on me earlier, so it has all the links, but, like, every time I I go focus on a new tab, it it reloads it, and it's taking forever. Forever, ever. Anywho, uh, uh, Netflix has brokered a deal with Disney to uh, have uh, access to their content on on Netflix. And starting in, I believe it's 2016, they are going to be the exclusive distributors of Disney content. Which awesome. Yeah, well, at first I was thinking about it. I was like, eh, big deal, it's Disney. But then I thought about it, it's Disney. Uh, Marvel. Disney Animation. George Pixar, Lucas. Marvel. And now Lucasfilms. So they right. have access to all the good movies now. Except, the, the, so the deal is starting next year they're going to be streaming their, like, bullshit straight-to-video movies, which nobody gives a fuck about. True. But then in 2016, they're going to be they're going to be doing the good stuff that people care about. Yeah. Except, the problem is Disney does that bullshit vault thing where it's like, yeah, you can't, wa- you can't buy our movies for a while because then demand will be higher when we sa- start selling them again. We've pulled it out of the vault, Dick. McGurd, why don't you just not leave put it in a vault? What I think is funny about, about this, too, is that uh, this, this year... Um, Netflix lost their deal with Stars because Stars was like, oh, we want more money. And Netflix was like, we don't want to pay you more money. And so they were like, no, all right, we're leaving. And Stars was the reason that uh, um, the Disney or that Netflix had access to Disney content in the first place. And so now they're, they've gone basically behind Stars back and said, oh, yeah, you don't want to work with us? We'll, we'll work with Disney anyway. So <laughs> screw you guys. Yeah. So. Except that means I can't watch Party Down, which is a mega bummer. Yeah. I was just talking about that show at work on Friday and now I want to watch it again, but I don't, it's not on Netflix anymore. Yeah, I, I started watching that show, and I didn't really like it, and then I watched it again and thought it was amazing. So I don't Oh, know my God. Doing, I fell in love with Party Down it, it, when he said, don't serve them two jiggers. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. That's <laughs> that probably the best line in the pilot. so brilliant. And <laughs> after that, it was all uphill or downhill, maybe. Are we having fun yet? <laughs> Wait a minute. What? If you search Party Down, one of the suggested hints is Party Down Season 3, which doesn't exist. That's mean. That's like saying Firefly Season 2. Yeah, that got me super excited for like half a second until I clicked on it and it loaded nothing. Wah, wah, wah. 
So the, a new TV show. Have you guys heard of Blue Mountain State? No. It's a ridiculous TV show that's... I don't know what college these people think they went to, but it's like, oh no, we don't go to class. We just drink all the time. And we're football players, so nerds do our work for us. So the entire show, nobody attends a class. Not once. That sounds like college. Damn, it's a reality show? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh. Because I don't know where they... It's like, if this is a real college, I want to go there. <laughs> And how? Yeah, I've never heard of this thing. Me neither. But I don't really watch. I, I guess I can't really say I don't watch a lot of TV anymore because I watch a lot of TV. I, just I watch don't... a fuckload of TV. I just want, don't watch it on TV. I saw it on Netflix and they had like three seasons. I watched every single one of them. It's one of those TV shows where you watch the first episode and go, what? "All right, I'll watch the next episode." <laughs> So is it good or is it I don't understand. Is this a recommendation or is this like a, this is a thing I'm doing but I'm not really sure why. This is, this is an entertaining TV show, yes. Not like things on a plane entertaining, like legit entertaining. Charlie knows the show you're talking about, Be the Dubs. Awesome. Where is Charlie? Listening to us talk about stuff. (laughs) He also says balls. Is he, wait, where is he saying this? Uh, He's IMing me. Oh. He is not in IRC. Wait, he is in IRC, but he's not doing it in IRC. Where is his physical location? Not at work, is what he says. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so yeah, uh, you can look forward to the new uh, Star Wars movie in uh, in uh, directly from Netflix. Maybe. Yeah. Also, uh, I I remember hearing something about this. It wasn't in this article, but but it was something about about this this whole situation. Um, and because they brokered this deal with Disney, it puts them in the same uh, the same part of the cycle as like uh, pay per view for 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 release schedules. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So they'll actually get Disney movies at the same time that that those that movies would normally hit pay per view. That's interesting. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So like. I think it was pay-per-view. It might have been HBO. I think it was HBO, like the pre- premium channels. Yeah. So, so when HBO gets gets the movies, uh, Netflix will get Disney movies at, at the same area of that, how that cycle works, which that's is awesome cool. because that's, like, really fast. Yeah. So I heard about this story. Um, this is the Telestra story, or Telstra story. Telstra is, a, uh, is like, the biggest... Uh, telco company in Australia and uh, uh, what happened was this guy named Raiden Crawley, by the way, mad props for having the awesomest first name ever. Raiden, yes. Yeah. And uh, anyways, he is Australian, has uh, a phone through Telstra and went on vacation in Barcelona and had his phone stolen and got, when he, he reported it to Telstra and said, hey, my phone got stolen, they said, okay, we'll take care of it and then he got home and got a uh, twenty-seven thousand eight hundred and fifty-three Australian dollar phone bill from. Fuck, that. that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, what they said, what uh, in this article, this is the uh, from ZDNet. Uh, they said that 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 it didn't sit right with the the author, so he actually did the calculations, and basically, uh, it cost two dollars a minute uh, to call anywhere in uh, for global global roaming charges. It cost two dollars a minute to call somebody, or it cost five dollars and twelve cents per minute to call Australia. Um, and so, based on that. 
the person who stole his phone could have been on the on the phone for the entire time, uh, for the entire thirty six hours that that the phone was still on after it got uh, stolen, and it still wouldn't have even come close to the cost for uh, or the the bill, the twenty eight thousand dollar bill. However, Telstra charges one point five cents per kilobyte, which means it's about fifteen and a half dollars per megabyte, uh, which means that all you would have to do is download uh, 1.8 gigabytes worth of data and to hit that $28,000 mark. So uh, I think the moral of this story is don't ever use data on roaming because you will get effed in the A. I think the moral of the story is if you're traveling to another country, take the SIM out and buy a local one and use Google Voice. That is also a very good point. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. Unless you're on a government plan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, I get fifteen percent off my uh, my cell phone bill for for being a government employee. Oh no, I don't pay my I don't pay a cell phone bill. Yeah, well, I still get I still get fifteen percent off my bill for being uh, a government employee. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not a government employee. <laughs> Forgot. Oh shit! So how long is that gonna? How long can you milk that? Uh, until they until I turn can it you off. Change carriers. Yeah, and when I change characters characters. <laughs> <laughs> Are you playing WoW on your phone? Yes. Or uh, when I change carriers, I'm changing to Ting, so I will be getting uh, like a $10 phone bill instead of a $150 phone bill. Speaking of changing carriers, so I went through all that hassle trying to get a goddamn Nexus 4, and I finally bought one, and it hasn't gotten here yet. I just found out that a friend of mine who didn't even know they existed until last week has one now, and I'm pissed. Fail. Yeah. She was just like, oh, I, I want the new Google phone, and they were like, uh, okay, here you go. I was like, what? What the fuck is this? Ah, oh, I'm so mad. I went to two different T-Mobile stores, and I waited in the it waited in line on the website two days. Yeah, but you got the discounted phone. She probably paid full price for it. Or no, I paid full price for it. Oh, she had to. She it was. She had an upgrade and her something about her contract, but she was already a customer and didn't change her contract or I don't know some shit. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Point is, she's got the phone and I don't, and I'm mad about it. Shenanigans. What? Shenanigans. You should yes. call and complain. Yes. Dab them in the butt with a how baseball is, bat. How is Sprint coverage in New York? I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't have Sprint. Oh, what? I did. I sort of had Sprint for a little while. With Tang? Uh, yeah, but it was voice. Uh, I, but not voice. I only had data, and I almost never used it. I was wondering because Ting is on Sprint backbone. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I had I there were very few times that I actually used my hotspot that I or that I wanted to use it that I didn't have it. That's cool. Okay, next story. Twitter loses ability to properly display Instagram photos. So Instagram recently disabled uh, their integration with Twitter cards. So if you go into a Twitter app or on the Twitter website or whatever, and normally when when there's a link for something, it'll show you either the picture, because usually it's pictures, or uh, uh, like a summary of the website underneath the actual tweet. Instagram has disabled this for any Instagram link. So when you when you post through Instagram, it'll still automatically uh, tweet it out. But the the link, the actual Instagram link, you'll have to click on it to go to the Instagram site instead of going to through uh, getting something in Google's website. And I would imagine that this is for so that they can uh, uh, generate traffic to their own site now that they're actually doing Instagram profiles. Yeah, I didn't look into this, but I suspect it has some stuff to do with the um, 
<laughs> Charlie says I look like a burglar, so I'm wearing a hat. Um, Twitter's been fucking with their API a bunch, and uh, I think that might have been part of it. But So I, I complained about this on Twitter not too long ago, but going to Instagram is a fucking pain in the ass on a mobile phone. Because if, you, if you're if you in Twitter and you just... and you Or if you're on a normal computer and you click an Instagram link in Twitter, it, like, it doesn't matter because it just opens in a browser like anything else would. But if you're on... A, so on Android, if I click an Instagram link in the Twitter app, it dumps me out of the Twitter app into Chrome to load the link that Twitter hijacks, which then just immediately dumps me out of Chrome into the Instagram app to take me to an Instagram link. So by clicking a single link, I've now switched apps three times. It's a fucking pain in the ass. And now I have to do that to look at any Instagram link uh, if I want to do that because there's no cards support anymore. It's super weak. Yeah, I've basically gotten to the point where I just don't I don't click on links. I mean if I if I am looking through Twitter and it doesn't show up in, in, in a card, I don't I I just I don't click on the link anymore. I mean because generally it's not it's not worth my time. It's usually like something that's you know mildly funny or witty or whatever. And the things that 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 do that are actually semi important to me or like are actually interesting to me beyond or to, to the point where it's worth me clicking on the link, I'm generally subscribed to anyways through like RSS feeds or whatever. So it's it's kind of it's kind of a waste. And so I just don't click on links if I'm just That's scrolling through and it's it's like, oh, funny comment, here's a link. If the link doesn't pop up with, you know, a summary of whatever it is, if it doesn't pop up with a tr- Twitter card, I don't I don't click on the link. So That's interesting because I use I use Twitter as much well, mostly I, I use it I follow people that are funny, so I get, you know, hundred 40 character jokes in my timeline, but I also follow stuff that, like, it's stuff that I find interesting, but not stuff that I find interesting enough that I want to subscribe to it in Google Reader. So I follow a lot of people that I'm like, I, this person has interesting stuff to say, and I want to occasionally go to what they have to say, but not all the time. And so I have there's like a balance between, oh, this isn't quite good enough to subscribe to, but I'll follow them on Twitter, you know. And so it's like Twitter is a way to gener- is is a way to like monitor feeds separate from RSS. And, and separate from a feed reader, so I click on links all the time. And yeah, if the, if it if it's a link that goes to an app on my phone, it's just a monster pain in the ass because of Twitter's link shortening nonsense. Right. And it's just I never I didn't actually read the whole article, but there was a thing on I think it was on The Verge not too long ago about how content providers are like waging war right now, and there's there's all these different walled gardens like Facebook and Google and Twitter, and everybody's it, it, like a year ago all of these things were like, hey, look at all this great content. That's available, and you know stuff could be shared all over the place, and it was all mixed and intermingled. And now everybody's trying to separate themselves because they're trying to keep their revenue. And so there's very there's not as much like cross-platform participation anymore. And I think Twitter is the best example of this because all of Twitter's best features were developed outside of Twitter by other clients, and then got moved to Twitter. And then they're closing off their API and they're hijacking links and they're doing all this nonsense to try and keep people in. In Twitter, but it, it's making the experience worse. Over it, like it's just consistently making the experience worse. Yeah, I um, 
I I I found like I at one point I was a complete Twitter junkie. Like I was constantly on Twitter and like I was always getting mad because you know I'd be like looking at my phone and I'd be like I'd be like why isn't anybody updating? It's been five minutes since I've seen a new tweet, you know, and just like constantly checking it and constantly clicking on links, just going through the whole thing. Um, but I've realized now that I'll go I'll go days now without actually looking at Twitter, and then like I'll open up Twitter and I'll be like, holy shit, that's a lot of stuff. I don't feel like looking at it, so I'm just going to close Twitter and not look at anything. Yeah, I, I did that for a while, and usually when I get to that point, it's it means that I need to call my list of people I follow. Like It means that either I'm following too few people that are interesting, or I'm following too many people that I can't keep up. So it's like time to get rid of people that I don't find interesting enough and start adding more people that are interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was actually I. Uh, so I was on app.net for a while. I paid the fifty bucks or whatever, and uh, the biggest problem I had was like everything about app.net is way better than Twitter, except for the fact that I've spent five years now cultivating my Twitter following list, and I just didn't want to make that investment of time onto app.net. So I ended up basically abandoning it, and like the. Yeah, app.net is is infinitely better than Twitter, except for the fact that it doesn't have the same user base, and I just don't have the same history with it, so I don't have the the list. Like, if I felt like investing the time, I totally could could do that and would prefer to use it, but the people that I know in real life won't pay for for that service, and so I would lose that connection, and so it doesn't make sense to have... Like, the the reason I like Twitter is because it's quick, and you can throw throw it away... Um, but because you have to pay for, I don't know. I, it, yeah, Twitter sucks. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, and it's getting progressively worse. So I, I, I foresee uh, Twitter not being around much longer, um, especially if they keep going the way that they're going. Um, also, uh, if Twitter sucks, then then Instagram is the worst. I just want to point that out because it's. I mean, their site is is just awful to deal with, and I don't ever want to have to deal with that with that site. It, you know, and so that's why it was nice having the the Twitter cards for Instagram because you didn't have to deal with their site because of how bad it was. You just went and clicked, and there's there's the picture right there in the tweet. You know, well, I think do- I think Instagram is really funny because I never saw it as anything other than a photo upload site that had filters. Like that's when I think of Instagram, that's all I ever think of it for but like Instagram you can follow people and you can have followers and you have hashtags and you have like a lot of the functionality of Twitter it's just that photos are are like built into it Mm -hmm. but I, it never even occurred to me to use it that way, and so when I think of Instagram, I just think of it like I think of TwitPic or any or Imager or any of those other things. Except when I take an Instagram photo, I can push one button and make it black and white. Like that. Yeah. Basic, basically, Instagram is a, a black and white filter that works with if this then that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I I feel the same way. It's like I didn't even realize until recently that 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 you could do more with Instagram than just dump a picture there and then point Twitter at it or point something at it. You know, right. just like so. Um, yeah, I uh, I agree. And, and yeah, and, and but I mean, if you've dealt with the Instagram site, it's it's pretty much the worst to deal with. You know, it's I mean you. 
it, it might be getting better now that they're actually doing profiles. But uh, um, like it used to be, it's like, oh, I want to look at this all these pic- person's pictures. It's like, nope, you can't do that unless you have the link for it or you're friends with them and you're using the Instagram app on your phone. It's like, yeah. what's the point of having a website then, dummy? Yeah, it was actually. It's funny. There are there were websites that um, there's one in particular that I've seen multiple times that I can't remember it, but there basically somebody built a front end for Instagram at a totally, it was like a totally different company that was like, I want to be able to do all this stuff and there's no way to do it on Instagram. So I just built it and it used the Instagram API or something and it was great. Um, And somehow Instagram doesn't even have that yet. (laughs) Yeah. Every time we talk about uh, Twitter and how shitty it's getting and how we use it, I always think about Pounce, which was the Kevin Rose thing from back in the day. That yeah. was it was like Twitter, but but for sharing media instead of just texting. Yeah, things. you could share. So you could share text, photo, and events or something. Yeah, and uh, video uh, and links. And so it was really, it was designed for not saying stuff, but more for uh, sharing things with other people. So you would put a link in there and send it out and everybody would be like, oh, look at this link, this is awesome, or whatever, you know. Chuck, are you, so did you completely abandon app.net? Yeah, I haven't checked it in over a month. I had never heard of this. Yeah, it's super awesome. Like it's it, it's just imagine what Twitter used to be, where like it was an open API and they encouraged apps and like everything. Um, and like they do, uh, they're working on all of the features that Twitter has and features that Twitter doesn't have. Um, but there's no advertising because you have to pay for the subscription, and um, there's a 256 character limit instead of 140. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's basically that. That's uh, app.net is basically Twitter with 256 characters and no ads. Because I didn't get into Twitter until last year, and I'm like, this kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this looks awesome, and I'm 36 bucks a year? That's one night to the bar. Yeah, yeah. It's three bucks a month. Yeah. yeah. And, and actually, when I signed up, it was 50 bucks a year, and then when they dropped the price, they extended my my license out for however far that extra 14 bucks would last. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think I have it until April of 2014. Um, but like I, finding new followers is not easy to do because most of the time I find new people on Twitter, it's because someone I, someone I follow retweets them. So I'm like, Oh, that was really funny or that was really interesting. And I like, you know, check their timeline and all this stuff, but I didn't know how to do that on app.net. So I basically just followed whoever followed me and, uh, I didn't really like it that much. Well, this kind of falls back to the conversation we had, I don't know how many months ago, uh, about just how Facebook started getting shitty and, um, everybody wanted to move to Google plus, but the user base just isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Actually that's like, yeah. So a good analogy is Google plus is to Facebook (laughs) as app.net is to Twitter. Like the features are better. It's all around better. It just doesn't have the user base. Oh, what is the uh, diaspora? Was that other one? Um, diaspora. There we go. Yeah. Henry, yeah. Henry told me about this. So I got in, you know, I was like, sure, request an invite. Um, I've logged into it like three times. I saw two people that I recognize. Nobody else is using it. Yeah, I signed up for it too. Um, but, and the problem is, is that it was so completely not what I was expecting it to be that I just, I, I never, I logged in once and I was like, huh, this is totally not what I was expecting. 
working and then never used it again. The problem yeah. was that Diaspora was, the, their whole thing was that it's like, oh, well, this is going to be a thing where you control all your data. So you will use your, you have your own node and your node has all your data on it. So if people want to use it and what ends up happening is, is that it, they make it in, incredibly complex to, to uh, add your own node because you got to be running a machine all the time. Uh, to, to host it and it's not like you just you know hey install this thing on my Windows machine and then poof it, it works automatically it's like oh no you got to do this thing and you got to run this and you have to have this installed and this installed to have it and so what they what ends up happening is you have like 10 nodes which is what is currently happening so you have to choose a node and say okay I'm going to be I'm going to do use this node and so you always have to log into that node and it's through a web page so you have to go to this stupid web page that's like you know some random ass URL port 9927 or whatever crazy thing it is and then you log in and then it's like Facebook and it's like well I just just traded up from using Facebook to using some random Czechoslovakian guys diaspora node and I don't know anybody here so this is stupid yep I may have to give this a try anyways moving on uh, the city of Calgary, Alberta, and that's Canada for you folks that don't know geography, uh, has set up a $400,000 traffic monitoring system for keeping track of drivers via Bluetooth. So basically what they've done is they've set up, um, I can't remember how many devices, like 14 devices throughout this one stretch of road. And uh, as you're driving, it identifies uh, by by the, the hardware address of the Bluetooth device, whether it be in the car or your phone or whatever, it uh, it keeps track of that. And so every time you hit one of these monitoring points, it says, oh, it took you 23 minutes to get from point A to point B, just letting you know. And it's like on signs on the side of the road or something. So they're basically able to just track how long it's taking so they can monitor the traffic in the area. Um, but I can foresee this being a little bit more devious than that. Like, oh, it just took you 14 minutes to get from from point A to point B, where if you were driving the speed limit, it would take you 23 minutes. So you are speeding, and we're going to pull you over and give you a ticket. Yeah. So I was thinking about this, and what's brilliant about the fact that they're using Bluetooth is that as long as the device is on and discoverable, it, there's no way to tie... I mean, Bluetooth devices are so... Uh, widespread now that there's no way they could feasibly do that. It's effectively anonymous. Like uh, they have no way of knowing that AAC0D594 is you know license plate. I'm a giant chode, which is a really weird vanity plate, but I guess that guy's into it. Um, there, there's like no way to tie just some random Bluetooth device to an actual car. I mean, unless it was very obvious that that guy was like speeding or something, and, sure. and in, in which case they would have other ways to find him. But, but like just the fact that essentially if you're Bluetooth Bluetooth is paired, then it's broadcasting its its device code, but it's completely anonymized. Like, who the fuck knows what their Bluetooth address is? Nobody. Right. Yeah, the, the only time you ever know is when you're trying to pair devices, and once they're paired, you never think about it again. And even right. then, I don't think you have to have the hardware address to pair stuff. No, no. Uh, so, well, the only way I can think of that you, that you could make this work is if you had, like, cameras at each one of the stops, or one of the each one of the monitoring points. So it monitors, it picks up what's there, it takes a picture. And then at the next one, it monitors and says, oh, wait, this guy shouldn't be here yet. Let's take another picture and then figure out which car... Yeah. Yeah, but I I think if they're going to do something like that, it's a bit of a stretch, and there's other, there's like more effective ways to deal with that. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, look at uh, like they're like the the red light cams. I mean, granted that is it's a red light you shouldn't be driving. Oh, you're driving here. Let's take a picture. But I mean, it's it's not that that difficult to to change it to. Oh, your car should not be moving faster than this. So if we take like seven pictures and you're moving from point A to point B within those seven frames, you're obviously speeding. So then we're gonna send this off to somebody to mail you a ticket. It's yeah, way I don't know. maybe, but I suspect that that's not their motivation. I mean, maybe oh, no, it ends up abs- happening, but I would be surprised. Yeah, abs- absolutely not. It's just that you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if that happened eventually out out of this. As as it stands right now, this, they're just using it as basically a way of doing monitoring, you know, just like stats. And it's handy it would be handy because because like like I mean you think about when you're trying to figure out where you want to go, you know, if you're going from point A to point B and there's three routes to take, you want to choose the fastest one. So, you know, if you have something like this on all three routes, you can look at a website and it says, oh, don't use this route because it's really congested and everybody's going really slow. So use one of the other two or something like that. And that's kind of, that's honestly where I think this is probably going is, is more of a, uh, a way of doing traffic control. But it's, it's a pretty cool idea. Agreed. All right. Google Play comes to Google Apps, letting enterprise customers distribute apps internally. So now you can have your own private channel in Google Play if you are a Google Apps customer. So anybody that has a uh, uh, Google Apps email address through your Google Apps account uh, can have access to a private channel. So if you have certain uh, applications that you want only internal people to use, you can put them up on a private channel so then they can go into Google Play and it says, oh, hey, you're using, you know, an at adrianhanna.net address. You totally have access to the Hack the Planet app that only people from adrianhanna.net have access to. And uh, and so you can... Um, you can use that uh, to distribute stuff for your your company, which is which is a pretty cool idea, I think. Yeah, this is a pretty brilliant idea. I remember um, when I worked at uh, two jobs ago. Um, there was a dude who bought a BlackBerry on eBay, and he bought it from somebody that sold it when they left their job at IBM. And so the phone was like totally locked down and was like jammed with IBM software, but he couldn't use any of it because it was he couldn't validate his account or some shit. But anyway, the like apparently it's a pretty big, a common thing. Although I've never come across it for uh, companies to have their own apps, or maybe you know maybe specially installed versions of existing apps that have settings set or something. And and privacy controls, maybe I don't know, but um, it's a pretty cool idea. And I think as mobile becomes more and more popular, it's going to become more and more relevant. And the idea that you can create an app store solely for people of, in your company and solely f- and and um, because you know the great thing about Android is you can sideload apps, but being forced to do that to install a bunch of shit that your company requires you to have would be a nightmare. So it's great that you can just like search the store. You know, I need to install Company X's accounting software as opposed, you know, just do it over the phone as opposed to like, oh, go to some file server somewhere and gra- grab this file and then plug your phone into a computer and blah 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 blah. 
it um it, uh, it's a really cool idea. Yeah, and it's also something that uh, Google has up on Apple. Everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. The the Google is the first mobile carrier to do this, and like BlackBerry has similar stuff with the messaging server, but I think that's specifically for email um and and like security policies and stuff. It's not for apps. So um I yeah I think this is something Google has up on everybody. Right. Did you hear that uh, uh, there's no longer a Google Apps free account anymore? Yeah, I did. Actually, what I heard was it's no longer free unless it's for a single user account, in which case you can still create them. But I haven't verified either of those things. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know I know if you already have an account, a free account, it'll let you continue to use the free account, but uh, um it 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 you can't create a new one. And uh I didn't hear about the if you only have one user account thing, but that would be pretty cool if that's that's yeah. the way that I mean, works. that's fine with me cuz that's all I use it for is for a single user. Yeah, likewise. Vanity email for the win. Pretty much. Know it. Next story, and this is almost a fail of the week, but uh Otherwise, it's Vice Magazine totally uh, effed John McAfee in the butt. <laughs> this is so awesome. <laughs> so so John McAfee has been on the run for a while. Years now, I think. Yeah, and and no nobody knows where he's at. Except, except for Vice Magazine and anyone Vice Magazine. who has visited their website. Yeah, and uh, website. so Vice Magazine sent two, two guys to go talk with, with John McAfee about stuff. And uh, while they were there, they took a picture. Some, one of them took a picture with the iPhone and then put it on the website. And somebody took the, the picture that was on the website and uh, looked at the EXIF data for it and found out that there was GPS coordinates there. So they figured out where... Oops. He is. <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, he's next to Rio Dolce, which is near uh, Restaurante Rancho Mary, which has one review on Google Maps, which is Excelente Comida, Una Vista Espectacular y Muy Buen Servicio. Neat. It's also near an airport. So, Cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Fun times for yeah. John McAfee. Not really. Didn't he have a heart attack recently? After he, he like he finally got caught and arrested, and then he had a heart attack in jail. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. There were updates to this story since I first read it. Um, that says that uh, immediately after this came out, that John McAfee blogged on his blog that uh, that he had de- deliberately manipulated the GPS data on the on the picture so that it, it totally was not in the right place. And then later admitted that yeah, my vice totally blew his cover and he needs to get the f out of where he's at because everyone knows. Uh... What no, that's not where I'm at. I totally hacked the picture. No, uh, yeah, huh? Okay. Alex Williams wrote in the New York Times recently that uh, having a college diploma is bullshit. Uh, that sounds like something someone would say if they were trying to get a job and didn't have a college degree. That's true. Uh, well, basically, what he what he's talking about is that right now there are so many companies that have uh, their their CEOs or their founders are are uh, college dropouts. You know, Microsoft, Facebook, Dell, Twitter, Tumblr, Apple, uh, and basically any you know web startup from the last like five years, pretty much. Uh, it's all it's all 
all college dropouts, and they're the ones that are making the bajillions of dollars and wandering around San Francisco in socks and sandals and hanging out and stuff. And he's saying that you know if you get it if you go through getting a college diploma, you know it's kind of pointless because if you have an idea, you can just go out and do the idea. Nobody gives a shit whether you've got a degree or not to back it yeah, up. Yeah, except for every success story that of a person that dropped out of college, remember, there's an equal number of success or of whatever the opposite of a success, like a failure story of someone that dropped out of college or people who stayed in college and have decent jobs and can, you know, support their families, even though it might not be the most exciting thing in the world. Like if you want to be an entrepreneur and you have a great idea and you can start building it and you can make money without going to college, then college isn't necessarily important. However, if you're just some schmo and you don't know what to do with your life, college is probably important because you're going to need a job somewhere and most people aren't going to hire you unless you have a college degree or some sort of technical school degree. Yeah. Especially in this environment where you, it's all, you're almost, it's almost to a point where, where, where companies are starting to require like a master's degree to get a job. You know, it's like yeah. you almost have to have a college degree to work at McDonald's anymore. You know, yeah. I mean, there are plenty of places that won't hire you without a, a high school degree. It's only a matter of time before they do the same thing with college. And basically they already have like, I mean, so there's something to be said for the fact that um, most people, so most people with a liberal arts degree probably don't need a college degree because most of the people I know with liberal arts degrees aren't doing anything like what they studied. And it was just like, hey, I am capable of spending a shitload of money and four years in an extra school. Uh, you should hire me because of that. It's like, I don't know. It, it's, I've, I, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you're saying, though. I mean, it's like... Uh, I so recently basically, saw- saying you went saying you went to college is basically just one piece of the test of someone looking at your resume. Like if somebody's looking at your resume and they don't see a college, they're going to throw it away right away. But if you did go to college, they're going to look at you, they're going to keep looking at your resume below the education section to find out what else you're capable of before they throw your resume away. Right. Um, I actually just recently saw somebody gave me a link to. Um, something on Craigslist and I don't remember who sent this to me but somebody somebody said something on on Craigslist it was a job posting for a bathroom attendant in New York City and one of the requirements to be the bathroom attendant was a, a college degree they didn't care what your degree was in they just wanted you to have a college degree so that you could you know clean up when somebody pukes in the toilet and like pees on the wall and you know doesn't tip you I don't know. I have to imagine that if the person working the toilet has to have a college degree, there's probably not a lot of urinating on the floor. That's true. It's probably like an executive washroom on the top floor of some mega corporation. Speaking of Craigslist, I just watched today this movie called Craigslist Joe. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah. I I, I, uh, I found out about it in Reddit slash r slash minimalism, and it's this dude who, in December of last year or the year before, he spent the entire month of December using only resources available from Craigslist. So he started out December 1 with no money, no job, uh, a backpack, a laptop, the clothes on his back, and an iPhone. 
and he didn't do anything that didn't come from Craigslist. Like, even when he went to a bar, it had to be a bar that advertised on Craigslist. And so he, like, for that 31 days, in order to sleep, he had to find someone willing to put him up for the night from Craigslist. He ended up traveling from L.A. to Portland to Chicago to New York to Tallahassee to New Orleans to somewhere in Mexico to San Francisco and back to L.A. in 31 days for free. Using wow. only Craigslist. It was wild. That's pretty awesome. What's the name of this movie? Craigslist Joe. It's on Hulu. I will have to watch that. Yeah, that it was really good. Although, man, there was one scene in New York when he offered to help this woman with cancer that was so awkward I almost had to turn the movie off. It was really bad. <laughs> it was just, it was like I was so uncomfortable that I didn't want to watch it anymore. I can't imagine how awful it must have been for that dude. And like he was very yeah, obviously no trying to be sympathetic, but you could just like you could hear him thinking, "Oh, crazy." <laughs> <laughs> All right, next story. Microsoft Service Pro battery life to be half that of the Surface RT. So normally this, I mean, like in general, like with laptops or whatever, I guess this really wouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, If you have like a pro version versus a not pro version of a laptop, who gives a shit whether you lose half your battery power or whatever? Because I mean, it's obviously going to be a more powerful machine. But in this case, it's a tablet and you're going from roughly uh, eight to 10 hours of battery life for a brand new machine to four to five hours. And when you're talking a tablet, that's... It's, it's not good. Like, who wants to buy a tablet that can only provide you with enough uh, juice for four hours? It's like not even a day. I mean, like if, if like if I were to have this tablet on my commute, this would last me my commute, and then I would have to charge it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Windows RT is, or sorry, Surface RT is the one that's designed to run on shitty processors, right? Like ARM? Right. So it makes sense that it's, it drains battery slower. Uh, however, that's not a lot of time. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it lasts like 14 hours or something like that. It's something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, like, like I said, it, I mean, it, it, the whole reasoning behind it, it makes sense. I mean, you, you know, you're going from a really shitty computer essentially to a fairly reasonable computer, but the fact that it's a tablet, it's something that you want to keep in like a laptop bag and just be able to whip out and do right. stuff on real quick here and there. Yeah. You know, you want it to be able to last all day. And I mean, granted, you know, most of the time it's not going to be on. You're going to have it in standby mode or whatever you call it for a tablet. But the point is, is that you want it available to you for an entire day. You know, you right. don't want to have to. You don't want to have to like get to your office and then plug it in and then unplug it to go to lunch and then plug it back in and then unplug it to go home and then plug it back in. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to. You know, like I, my phone, my phone lasts me pretty much all day. If I go out after work on a weekday and and I have my phone with me, I, I generally will charge it before I leave uh, work for the day because I know that it's probably going to die like while I'm out and about at, after work. But like uh, in a general day, I my phone will last me all day from, from the time I wake up until the time I go to bed just fine uh, because I'm usually in Wi-Fi and you know, there's a bunch of factors. But the point is, is that if I had a phone that I had to charge halfway through the day, I wouldn't have that phone. I would get a new phone because I can't, I wouldn't want to deal with that. And the same thing goes for a tablet. If I had a tablet 
I would not want to have a tablet that didn't work. Yeah, you know that well, I had it, to charge. Even laptops now last longer than that. Like I think the Mac. I think I have a MacBook Air. I'm pretty sure the battery in it will last longer than the the tablet. That oh yeah, I've, about. I've I have a I have a fairly old MacBook Pro for that I got for work. That it. it I mean I ha- haven't charged it all weekend, and I've been using. I, I haven't been using it like all weekend. Like that's the only thing I'm doing all weekend. But I've been using it here and there throughout the weekend. It lasted all weekend. I don't have to charge it. I the, It'll get charged tomorrow when I go to work. Yeah. And I, it, a whole weekend that I've yeah. used it sporadically for. Yeah, if it weren't for the fact that I was working on a project this weekend, my most weekends, my laptop, even though I use it, through, like, whenever I need to use a computer, this is the computer I use because it's the only one I have. Most weekends, I can not charge it. Like, unplug it when I leave for the day at work on Friday, come home, use it when I need to use it, and then go back to work on Monday and plug it in again and never touch the charger at home. Yep, same here. So go Microsoft for making a shitty tablet that probably nobody will want to buy. I mean, plus it's at a, a like, I think it was the price point on it was $1,000. So yeah. for $1,000, I'm not going to buy a shitty tablet that's not going to get me through the day. Yeah. I, Microsoft, I mean, Microsoft is trying to break into a market that right now Apple has total control over and it like, if this is their first entry, so it's going to be bad, but if they if they don't pick up the pace soon, then they're like it's going to be. They need to catch up because that's insane. Like why why would you spend more money for a product that lasts less time? Except for the fact that it happens to be Windows. Like everybody on the planet who wants a tablet now has one already, and it's an iPad, and the battery lasts way longer than that. Right. Yeah, that's and that's a, a, an especially good point. You know, if the iPad is lasting so much longer, that's kind of the where you want to go because if if you're trying to break into their market, you need to have something that is either better or at least does something something better. So you yeah. know, well, Microsoft Surface Pro, well, it's not as good as an iPad, but you know what? The battery lasts twice as long as an iPad. Right. You can literally go one month without charging your battery on this thing. Right. But it's actually, but it lasts half as long. Yeah. We've got that weird keyboard case thing. Surface. <laughs> Way to go, Microsoft. Next story. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings in trouble with SEC for announcing figures on Facebook. I don't know how I feel about this because... I know I mean, how I feel. Angry. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, you know... The SEC is obviously behind the times if when you post something on Facebook, it's considered a violation of their rules. Uh, but on the other hand, Reed Hastings is kind of a douchebag. So, yeah. yeah. So, for the full story on what happened, Reed Hastings announced on his Facebook page that Netflix officially hit 100 billion hours of watt streaming or some shit like that. It was some massive number. It was one, one billion? One billion, one billion hours. So of- there was a billion hours of, of, of Netflix streaming in a single month and he posted on Facebook that it happened and it was like a it was essentially a milestone that he had hit and they were really excited that it happened so he posted it on Facebook. The problem is because Netflix is a publicly traded company and that is relevant to their business standing that and because it was announced through Facebook through a personal account, the SEC is claiming that it was not the announcement wasn't public enough that all shareholders would be able to see it because it wasn't like a press release or through their official website. So they're claiming that they're trying somehow to claim that it's a effectively insider trading, even though it was a public post on his Facebook page that literally anybody could see and has 
since been hotlinked all over the place, but they're claiming that it wasn't public enough. Which right. So so what it is is it's the the regulation fair disclosure act or rule, um, which basically says that all investors have to be notified of quote unquote market moving information at the exact same time through formal channels. So. This would have had to have been, what they're saying is this needed to be released in like an official company press release or something like that. But instead, Reed Hastings was like on his Facebook page was just like, oh boy, we just hit a billion hours of view of streaming viewing. And, and, and the SEC was like, hey, you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, so. I don't know. I'm definitely not on the side of the SEC in this one because they're the government and I'm almost never on the side of the government. But I think it does expose some interesting things with the problem of how easy it is to share stuff on the internet. Like... If I would, re- if I was Reed Hastings, that I would be shitting bricks too. I'd be all over Twitter like Ermagerd, we darn learned a billion errs, <laughs> a burlian, a burlian errs. <laughs> I I would be super pumped. And yeah, like, I would too. I, 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 like my my if if I was in his position, my initial reaction would be, "Oh my god, I got to tweet about this. This is great." I so, was thinking I mean, the exact same thing when I first read yeah. about this. I was like, "There's no way that you would." And, and this is why this is why I'm scared about ever owning a publicly traded company because it's like you have to walk on eggshells about everything about your company because oh god, what if what you just said just in passing was something that was like super big about the company and just oh no, now you're gonna go to jail and get pounded in the ass by people. Yeah, this is this is total this is this strikes me as severe overreaching on the SEC. Yeah, well, Reed, Reed Hastings, he had two rebuttals to this, and one was that, that okay, so this was for the month of July, I believe. Yeah, it was in July. They, uh, the month of July, they, they, they made one billion hours of, of streaming video in that month. Uh, and his two rebuttals, one of, one, the first one was that, that in June they made a press release that said that they were very, very close to breaking that one billion hour mark, which means that, that it wasn't that big of a deal because anybody who's who's an investor in Netflix is paying attention to the press releases and anybody who's paying attention to the press releases already knows that they're dangerously close to that mark anyways. So if Reed Hastings says on Facebook, yeah, we passed that mark, it's not a big deal. It's not like it's like they went from like from like a hundred thousand hours of streaming video to a billion in from one month to the next. It's right. not a big deal. Right. So so why is this a big deal that he said it on Facebook? Secondly, he said that 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 he has over nine hundred thousand friends on Facebook. So even if it was like a friends only post, uh, it, it still, still went to a million people. Yeah, it still yeah. went to basically a million people, which is pretty much what he said is is basically going out to to everybody that is an investor in Netflix, anyways. So yeah. who cares if it was a, an official press release from the company or whether it was just some him shooting his mouth off on Facebook? It's the same goddamn thing, right? I still think that Reed Hastings is a douchebag, but I totally side with him on this. Just saying. I had no idea you had such strong feelings on that guy whose name I already forgot. Reed Hastings? Yeah. The only reason I have strong feelings about him is because of the emails that he sent out uh, when they s- split up. The, oh, uh, and they did the, uh, yeah. And made the stupid company, the side company that was supposed to do, like, the... Shitster or something? Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but it, basically it was like he was, like, he, like, drunk emailed everybody <laughs> subscriber of Netflix yeah. three times. I was like, this guy's a douchebag. 
if you're going to do something like this, you need to release it, like, not at 2 o'clock in the morning after you drank a bottle of booze. <laughs> Anyways, this week's science news... Is in space! Alright, so scientists have uh, started dicking around with... Uh, <laughs> Awesome. Making vaccines uh, using messenger RNA instead of uh, just dumping dead viruses into the into the body. Um, it, 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 the, this article is actually really fascinating. It's really high level stuff, and it talks about how uh, vaccines actually work. It's basically what you do is you you have a bunch of dead uh, dead viruses, and you dump them in the body, and then eventually the um, the body picks up on the protein signature of the the viruses and goes, oh, this isn't good, and it starts scanning the body for anything that has that protein signature, and it takes those, and then it goes and kills all of those things off, and says these aren't supposed to be here and it, and it kills them off. But the problem is, is that in order to generate a vaccine, it takes uh, upwards of six months to build this vaccine. And so what they're doing is they're able to now uh, take this messenger RNA and tweak it so that it, it contains the uh, um, the protein signatures in the actual like RNA strands and then they introduce the RNA into the system and then the RNA goes out and attaches itself to DNA and DNA goes oh we need to generate these proteins and then the antibodies go these proteins aren't supposed to be here kill everything in the system that has that those that protein signature and so it takes uh, two thirds the time or like a third of the time to, to create the, the the vaccination and it's like like two thirds the cost or a third of the cost in order to uh, make these vaccines and and ship them out to everybody. They've been testing on rats and basically you get you, like one one in one vaccination shot just boom 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 boom. All these rats are suddenly immune to whatever like it's like a hundred percent immune to to whatever virus they're using H one N one the the swine flu. <laughs> <Tiny. laughs> <laughs> They're using the Heine virus. So and it and so so this this is really cool and it's like it just so blows my mind that, that, that this is something that people are just like somebody who just sat down one day was like you know vaccines we've been doing them the same way for a hundred years what if we can make that any better yeah. and they figured out a way to make it better and that is awesome all right this week's epic fail. <laughs> girl named Hannah Sabata, kudos for the name. I don't know why I said kudos, but it rhymes. Because <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you want one of those chocolate granola bars with M&Ms on it? You know it. It's healthy. It's got granola in it. That's, that's why I had seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, this girl uh, apparently stole a car and then robbed a bank and then posted a YouTube video about it. And not only was it just a YouTube video where she was like, oh yeah, I totally stole a car and totally robbed a bank. She uh, displayed proof that she had done both in the yeah, video. She like, she like fanned the cash out and then waved her, uh, fanned herself with it. Yep. And she's just like, I do declare <laughs> robbing a bank is easy. And that uh, gives me the vapors. <laughs> and, and then she uh, she she stole a car too, and 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 then posted a video about it. And the video is being used as evidence that uh, she did all this stuff, and so she's going to go to jail. The best part about this, though, the absolute best part about this is is that 
the video or the the outfit that she wore in the YouTube video is the outfit that she wore to rob the goddamn bank. Yeah, I think she made the video the same. Like she got back from the bank and she was all jacked up and she was like, "I'm just like Reed Hastings. Let me put this on YouTube." <laughs> yeah. So so it's it, 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 you know it's like here's what it's, gets like, me though. Like, I've I've from watching heist movies, I've always been under the impression that robbing a bank was really hard. But if this fucking idiot can do it, how hard can it? possibly be. I mean, she didn't get away with it, but she did it. Like, if, if that fucking clown can rob a bank and get caught, then a reasonably intelligent person should be able to rob a bank and not get caught, right? Right. Is that a safe assumption to make? Yeah. Like, how hard can it possibly be if somebody that's gonna post it on YouTube can get, like, back to her house after robbing a bank? Alright, I just want to point out also that the name of this video... Uh, the the robbed a bank. It's it's literally called Chick Bank Robber. <laughs> she didn't even hide the fact that the that, that she robbed a bank. It's Chick Bank Robber by Jelly Beanie. This is. Uh, I, I mean, if you if you post a, a video, so on I YouTube, just clicked her activity. Wait a minute, I I just clicked her uh, profile, and right after she uploaded Chick Bank Robber, she uploaded a video called Bitchy Ho. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, not the smartest tool in the Crayola box. She uploaded a video called Dog Here's Boy Fart. <laughs> This is my favorite person ever. Oh, man, did you guys see the penguin video that's making the rounds today? No, I did not. Oh, you should find it. It's, uh, let me see if I can dig it up. I was looking at it earlier today. So, anyways, oh, Asia, you so crazy. Oh, Asia, you so crazy. I have to say that this is probably the first uh, Oh Asia You So Crazy from North Korea, but I also have to say that this is the first, oh, or that, that this is the absolute best Oh Asia You So Crazy we've ever had. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Korean Central News Agency has discovered or is now announcing that the History Institute of the Democratic People's Republic of Korea has reconfirmed that there is a unicorn lair in North Korea. And not only not only is it a is it a uh, uh, a unicorn lair, but it's a unicorn lair that housed the unicorn that uh, one of their uh, King Tong Myong rode uh, back in the day. I don't know when that was, but apparently it happened. And the reason that they know it's a unicorn lair is because carved outside of the uh, the cavern that they found is in in fairly giant letters uh, unicorn lair in Korean. So, obviously, if there's a cave there and there's a big sign in front of it that says Unicorn Lair, it's obviously Unicorn Lair. Um, in other news, I discovered Sasquatch because I found a piece of paper with the word Sasquatch written on it. Fair point. Yeah, I can see that. I should start calling news agencies. Totally. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Korea or North Korea has, has, has found uni- proof of unicorns. And uh, next we'll find out that uh, Kim Jong-il was uh, actually an alien, and he never died. He's just back to the mothership and is going to come and rain fiery death down on everyone but North Korea because they're the best. North Korea is best Korea. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. And on that bombshell, a blast of the rumpus. Okay.
not really true. Jar.